0: central all
1: right so um we 've got John Saney on the on the line hey John how are you doing dude i haven 't seen you in a while
0: yes how 's it how are you doing
1: good switch on your video we want to see you there you are yes. okay so f- first of all uh, i haven 't seen you for the whole of two thousand and twenty and you 've been writing books and you 've been busy, but it 's been a hell of a year how 's it been for you? <laughs>
0: Well, I was sitting in Amsterdam and I got a string of three or four emails that canceled my whole life ahead of me. Jeez, and man. so I had to move back from Dubai and London and relocate back to South Africa with family. I guess, you know, all our priorities changed sure. and uh, I've written about this quite a lot. Our Maslow hierarchy of needs got turned upside down. Sure. And so prioritizations changed. So yes, everything changed. In fact, all my income left me. I had to write a brand new book. So yeah, everything kind of changed.
1: So, dude, I mean, I've always liked your take on things because you do a lot of research and you try to compile out of all the different sources and you read a fortune and then you make it easy for us to just get a snapshot of all of that by putting it into your own books or doing a talk. And I've seen you do this before and it's really, really interesting to see how – I mean, the most useful people in the world, in my opinion, are the people like you who can – Condense all of the stuff that you know into something that we can quickly get out of you for an hour, or if we read through your book. Um, and and I always think that that's really really helpful. Um, right. What have you What have you gathered from twenty twenty, and especially because again you're you're a bit of a sponge, so you would have spent this year paying attention to surveys and statistics and research and and interesting new developments and and you will have compiled something that can give us a a, a much quicker route to knowing this information so 2020 most people are writing off they're saying it's a disaster it's just a mess Um, if you've if you've learned anything this year then you know good for you and there are things to be gained like time spent with family and You know, learning to appreciate your surroundings a bit more and not always being in a hurry and not having to deal with traffic and all of that stuff. So there are positives that are fairly obvious, and we've discussed some of them on the show. But what are your top line lessons from 2020?
0: Well, I think we firstly, we must uh, really understand that if you're in a privileged position of having income, a roof over your head and some cash flow to see you going through, this has been a gift wrapped in sandpaper. Um, if you haven't, it's just been sandpaper. So, yes, there's very different sort of experiences of what's going on. So, let me yeah. make sure. I don't want to give anybody that's had a really tough time uh, any discredit.
1: Yeah, and you or also, need- you, don't want to sound, yeah. you don't want to sound like one of those people who's like, oh, it's been a great year for me. I've learned so exactly. much exactly. when, when mm-hmm. someone else hasn't got a job anymore, you know.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I think it's unfair to do that. But the truth is, is that two things have happened. One, we have lost every inclination of any sort of certainty in our future. Our addiction to certainty has totally gone out the window. And organizations and people that are addicted to the certainty are going to be taking a lot of strain. And so we have to realize that even in our neuroplasticity, our brains are always looking for something called DPO, which is duration, path and outcome. Mm -hmm. And right now we don't know how long this is going to last, what's going to happen on the path and what the outcome looks like. So there's this level of fatigue and panic and emotional stress that's going on. So we all need to be aware of that. The second thing is, is that we're moving from a complicated world to a complex one. And this is a fundamentally different way to show up as a individual or as a business. A complicated world is a world of linear innovation with patterns that repeat themselves. So you can utilize automation, mathematics, accounting, and Excel spreadsheets to work yourself out of a problem because these patterns are expected and repeat themselves. Okay. In a complex world, we're living in a world where there are patterns that don't repeat themselves. And this becomes the real tough thing for people to want to swallow, is that the difference between these two things is that when you go to the airport and you put your suitcase on a conveyor belt... The baggage, your luggage gets to you in the most complicated, efficient way so that you can get your luggage on the plane. But the minute you get onto the plane, now you're living in a complex world. In other words, you have four engines when only one is enough. You have three pilots when only one is enough. You have eight operating systems when only one is enough. Why? Because up in the sky, you have no idea what's coming. So you prepare for complexity, not complications and so here we are in a world today where people are trying to go back to some level of normality which i think is the worst thing for us to do because normality is just familiar it wasn't good it was just something we were used to well there's so so
1: many things that we were doing that were actually quite stupid and if we if we go back to that just because we consider that to have been what we did before and it was normal we're actually going Mm -hmm. backwards literally and figuratively and we're not helping ourselves if if you if you come out of a situation like this year and you haven't anything. Um, and you don't do some things better, then really, it's been a complete waste of time, and and you may as well just be, you know, drowning in misery on Friday the thirteenth of well, twenty twenty.
0: Yeah. Well, Gareth, let's just remember something that this uh, this virus has mutated from a medical issue to a socio-economic issue, sure, a political issue, a yeah. cultural issue, absolutely, and. The truth is we are only at the beginning of it. You know, we've still got another couple of years to go until things settle down, until we have the domino effects of all the bankruptcies and all the new habits and rituals that have been created through this lockdown. So we know we're near the end. So it's not about this year. It's about using this next chapter, this next sort of 18 months to 24 months to really take the time to rethink what success looks like and what your impact in the world is going to look like post-COVID-19. And that's a big question, you know, and that's stressing a lot of people out.
1: You used to travel a lot, um, and and you just mentioned how you had to change your plans for 2020 and come back home. I mean, Chris says, I have to leave Dubai and come back to South Africa and give up a hundred thousand rand monthly salary because my passport's going to expire. It'll take a year to renew it in Dubai. So we're also seeing massive disruption in people's lives um there's obviously stuff that you can do something about and then there's stuff that you can do nothing about um what what have you what have you gleaned from people who've really taken the bull by the horns and made the best of it
0: look i think what happens is i call it the survivor consciousness trigger points uh what has happened is that we've all been triggered very personally either into a drama triangle or into a creator triangle and some people have taken this on as an Unbelievable opportunity to rethink things, and other people it have. Been sounds like, like an attack now, John. An attack? <laughs> why? No, 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 why? Okay, maybe <laughs> are you in the drama triangle? <laughs> sorry, you know, sometimes we do <laughs> need to flare up. Okay, oh, we we'll deal hilarious. with it like that. And look, I, I write about this extensively. Is that even myself? I was triggered into a drama triangle, and the drama triangle has got three characteristics. I feel sorry for myself. I feel sympathetic towards the world. I feel angry with the world. All three for you, Sierra.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also,
0: yeah,
1: that's cool. And the, um, and the creative really, triangle? And the creative
0: triangle has got. instead of seeing this as a problem to me, I see it as an opportunity to bring something new to the world. Mm-hmm. Instead of being sympathetic, I can be empathetic. In other words, I can coach people around me. And from anger, I can become a challenger. And so it really has become a very personal situation where I've seen some of my friends crumble. Yeah. And I've seen some of my friends come alive. And so we must realize that this is only the beginning of these disruptions. Uh, This is going to be continuously becoming our reality moving forward. We have no idea what's coming next. And because of the socioeconomic domino effects and business domino effects that we're having around us, we must be ready for many, many more disruptions that are coming. So here's the whole point of the book and the research is that you can't predict the change anymore. The only thing you can manage is your behavior. And the point is, is I'm how you gonna, make your gonna, behavior optimistic. I'm
1: going to repeat that yeah. because you broke up a little bit and it wasn't, it's the internet's fault. You said, the point is that you can't predict the future anymore. And then we yes. lost you. Say that again.
0: Uh, you can't predict the future anymore. The only thing you can manage is your behavior. Okay. And so your behavior becomes the key in becoming adaptable, flexible, letting go of lost successes or past successes to rethink what we can do in the future. Now, remember, many of the narratives in our society were just the way it is when we had slavery, apartheid, women sure. not voting, children in labor camps. And so we have to ask ourselves as conscious, smart human beings, what stories and narratives are we living right now that are just rubbish? And which ones do we need to let go of in order to be able to build a new one? So for me, it's this very personal story but also a massively societal story that we need to open a conversation about and just discuss new ways and new possibilities to reimagine a new world
1: um, do you do you think that people have an ability to rise above and to do things about their behavior because not all of us do and we've got to be realistic about this too. Some people are using coronavirus and the lockdowns as an excuse for everything right? It's, and it was bound to happen as well. We've got people who are hypochondriacs. We've got people who are um, who are looking for someone to blame for all the, the, the stupid things that are happening in their lives. And obviously, there's a certain amount of agency that you have to take on to yourself. There's a certain amount of decision-making power that you have to be accountable for. Um, and for some people, that's really hard, John. I don't, I don't want to make excuses for them a second time when they're trying to make excuses for themselves the first time. But in all seriousness, this is probably the most challenging thing, certainly that our generation's been through.
0: Yeah, look, absolutely. And don't forget that these people are blaming everything right now. We're blaming other things before this. This is just a much deeper thing and a much broader thing you can blame. But it all comes down to your self-awareness, Gareth. I mean, if you are sitting in a stew of feeling sorry for yourself or angry for the world, you'll just continuously find different things to blame. It's because yeah. you're black. It's because you're white. It's because you're tall. It's because you're fat. because you're short. Yeah. There's just a million things you can go down this route in. So this is actually a challenge to us. To become responsible for our perspectives, to heal our pasts and to create and reimagine a future. So, yes, people can sit and stew. And unfortunately, what ha- starts to happen is birds of a feather stick together, right? Yeah. So what happens is the dry you have next week is also full of people that are feeling sorry for themselves and shaming and blaming and being angry with the world. And the only thing that changes when you finish a bitching session like that is your blood sugar levels and your heart rate and that's all that happens. And so, really, what we have to do is come together and try and fix these things.
1: Yeah, I know. I've been a little bit guilty of that sometimes. I'm I'm mostly an optimistic and very positive person, but sometimes if you're around certain people, um, you you tend to get a, a little bit negative. It happens to all of us. And I've caught myself being the person who's being negative sometimes. And it's really unnecessary. It's it's just it's a total, It's up to you at every step of the way to decide whether or not you're going to be one of those people who pulls everything down. And I know I've been guilty of that. Or when when you're one of those people who pulls things up.
0: Look, I think it's impossible for us all to be Gandhi, you know, or mother Teresa. So let's not try and be that. What I, what I often do is I give myself some time to sulk. Just give yourself some time to sulk Time to go through the drama triangle, but then become aware that you're in it so that you don't continue wheel spinning in it, because that's what happens. You just continuously wheel yeah, but, but, spin but in what the do smart, you What right? do
1: you do? This is really important. What do you do to break out of that?
0: So two things. One, I call it mourning your future memories. So let's remember that your memories don't have time attached to them. They're from your past and from your future. They're timeless. Mm-hmm. So in the best way to describe this is that if you've ever gone through a breakup, the thing that you mourn are the future plans you had with each other. The house you were going to build with each other, the holiday we were going to go on with each other. Those are future memories that you've had to let go of. They're not just from your past. Yeah. So as a society, and even in our individual capacities, our futures became postponed, indefinitely canceled, moved aside, mm-hmm. and no matter what they were, They've just been taken away from us. And so it's really important for us to understand the five steps of mourning, you know, denial, anger, bargaining, grief, and acceptance, and just figure out where you are in this process. You know, I just, for the last few weeks, I went through a massive level of grief and I was actually explaining to my friends, this is a part of the process of me letting go of my future because I went through anger and I went through bargaining and I went through denial. And then for the last two weeks, I was just very sad. And that was also okay. So the first thing is, mourn your future memories, look at what five stages you're in, mm-hmm. become okay with those five stages, but ultimately get yourself to place acceptance. Because once you get yourself to a place of acceptance, you catalyze yourself to think about something new and think about something, a new way to bring impact to the world. And The, the second thing is what I've already uh, spoken about is are you Yeah. sorry, Go ahead.
1: I interrupted you. The second thing is,
0: No, it's the drama triangle and the creator triangle. You know, when I was writing the book, I realized that I was in a deep drama triangle. And Gareth, I think you'll relate to this. You know, we're both in the public eye and you're obviously a lot more famous than I am. But I was in a deep secret drama triangle when I used to see Simon Sinek get 25 million views on a video and John Sano would get 3,500. I would sit there feeling angry with the world, feeling sorry for myself. But this was just a very secretive story that I was playing inside my head. And so I started to realize that I had drama in certain aspects of my life and creator in certain others. And so when I became aware of it, I could adjust it. And to be to be honest with you, when I became aware of it and I adjusted it, the very next week, I got invited to speak with Yuval Harari on stage to 40,000 must... people coming what was, to Russia.
1: What was that like, dude?
0: Look, it, unbelievable. I mean, to be, to be involved. Look, that's another gift of COVID, right? We've become mm-hmm. borderless. Mm-hmm. And so just two days ago, I was on stage with Simon Sinek in India with Yuval Harari four weeks ago in, in, in Russia. And so, yes, these things have opened up for us in massive, massive ways. So, look, coming back to future memories and drama triangle, these become two very, very key skill sets and tool sets that we need to become aware of and practice. Because otherwise, we're just going to be miff and upset all the time.
1: Um, what did muff. you What did you glean from Sinek and, and uh, Yuval Noah Harari? Because, I mean, these are two people who've been you know best-selling authors they do talks all over the world and and you're on the same slate as them that's got to count for something but at the same time you're also there listening um, and many people pay you know thousands of dollars to to be in the audience for these these kinds of things even virtually um, what did you get from them i mean you've all know Harari's amazing because he just seems to be able to to take the big picture and something very complex and make it understandable
0: so uh, firstly, they get about one hundred to $150,000 to be exact. Uh, yeah. So it is quite a, it's quite a, a lucrative process. Um, look, the thing that amazes me about Yuval Harari is that he does 60 days of silent meditation a year. He does 60. Vipassana. 60, 30 days at a time. And that access to his genius is obvious why it's happened, because he's almost like this channel for this incredible level of depth of knowledge. And so what fascinates me about these people that I share stages with is obviously I've been exposed to all their work, and I love it. And maybe even to a certain extent, they're overexposed because mm. they don't have that much of a breadth of things to say. So if you've three interviews of Yuval Harari, you understand what he has to say, and, and Simon Sinek the same what for me fascinates me is their process you know i like to understand what has gotten them to that way of thinking and that way of dissecting the world and yuval harari i'm a fan of his veganism his gayness his israeliness his meditation all of his things that are just making such a fascinating and conscious human being you know yeah. so yeah, it's been fascinating being with them. And then, and obviously, because of uh, COVID, it's opened up many doors, you know. So I'm very happy. I see, is this George from uh, Auto Trader?
1: It is. George, uh-huh. jo- the hey last, George
0: what's up, dude? Last time-
1: <laughs> hey, John, how are you? Hey, the last, I'm time-
0: good,
1: I do. last time I saw John was actually when he spoke at your Auto Trader event. Uh, I think it was last year.
0: Ah, Yes, long time. It feels like 250
1: years ago, to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> My brain needs, uh, knows no time.
1: Well, um- exactly. Listen, John. Good luck with yeah. the book, Future, Future Next. Um, John yeah. Sanayan you can you can find out more by reading his book, obviously. And, uh, and and you're obviously back on the speaking circuit, even though it's virtually, right?
0: Yeah, busier than ever. And good. I think more people needing some sort of direction more than ever. So yes, very busy and uh, and enjoying the process, you know. So just quickly, 19th of November is our book launch. So if you want to register, please reach out to me on social media. We're having a hybrid launch with a massive LED screen with lots of people on Zoom on it. And awesome. also a small live audience. So yeah, please join up. And thanks very much for having me. That's guys.
1: amazing, dude. Thanks so much for, for sharing you. your thoughts of this. It's always good to see you. There's John. Cliffcentral.com.